The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Boyd and Carl Carafel. That's right, I am Carl Carafel. I'm alongside Mighty Joe Morin. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another vidcast of Turnbuckle Talk. We are at episode 202. Um, Wow. 202 episodes, still going strong, still continuing on. We got a action-packed lineup for everyone today. Mighty Joe, you are the curator of topics. (laughs) What have we got going on today? Well, before we get to the topics, man, as I look out my window that is right in front of me here, uh, the snow is flying here in Brantford, Ontario, in southern Ontario, Canada, and we're talking some big snowflakes are falling here currently where I am. I don't know where it is, like where you are at or where listeners are at, but uh, where I am, it is, uh, it's like Christmas has come late weather-wise. Wow, it's um, it's actually very sunny here today. Wow, um, we're looking a little colder in temperatures. Uh, we're looking uh, feels like about negative eight, which isn't too bad, especially for this time of the year. But yeah, it is. It's a beautiful day out there. Um, I was able to go out. I I was able to to go out for a walk. It was great, John. How are you doing? Sure. He says hello, guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we love when. Our viewers comment and uh, comment along with us as we're going through these uh, uh, these shows. So Absolutely. if you're in there and you want to comment, definitely comment. But uh, yeah, it's it's gorgeous here today. Like I said, I, I was able to go out for a walk, which was uh, beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just been good. Cool. Here it's been a day to kind of stay inside and watch some professional wrestling and then to get ready to talk about some professional <laughs> wrestling. So let us get right into it here, Carl. And this is, a, I guess, an update on what's been going on with this. And uh, we're talking the uh, match between Roman, or match for Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble um, has been changed to, it's a, still a last man standing match, but it is going to be versus Kevin Owens. Um, what do you think, man? What's your take on uh, on this, not last minute change, but uh, a change nonetheless? I mean, I, I'm okay with it. Uh, you could almost kind of see this really starting to happen. Um with everything that's been going on with uh, with Kevin Owens and uh, Roman Reigns and, and the whole little feud and rivalry that's been going on between the two of them over the last several weeks, y- you could kind of almost see this happening. I am kind of disappointed, though, that we're not going to get uh, uh, Pierce in that yeah. matchup, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was definitely... Um, a main topic going around on uh, on social media. And is there any chance, is, is that actually something that, that had an effect on uh, how this kind of played out here, Carl? Do you think that the WWE actually listened to the audience or you know listened to the input uh, from the fans to, to kind of make this decision? Or is, this, uh, uh, is there something else going on here? I, I don't think that there's really anything else going on. Um, did they possibly listen? Uh, sure, maybe they listened to maybe, you maybe. because you were t- like totally against anything Pierce in this matchup. Um, I was all for it. Yeah. So, I mean, did they really listen to the fans? I don't know because uh, I know on one hand there were there were thinkers like yourself. On the other hand, 
uh, the right hand, uh, there were thinkers like myself. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, you know, to, to defend my side of things here, I would, wasn't necessarily speaking down on Mr. Pierce. I was merely looking at it from the the perspective of, you know, right now with the viewership being so low of something to draw in, you know, not, not necessarily the, the, just the casual fans or the occasional watcher, but new fans uh, to the professional wrestling product. And I was just merely saying that I just I felt that maybe, you know, this wasn't quite going to be that you know you could technically make the same argument with mr kevin owens and he's not a huge big money draw but you know we'll we'll see how this kind of plays out i'm actually excited um uh, kevin owens is somebody who i think is still very uh, underrated um not only professional wrestling but also in the in the wwe and nice to see him getting a shot at uh, at the main prize here for this brand yeah Oh, so. I'm I'm very excited for this. I mean, either way, had it had it been Pierce or or, or Owens, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited either way for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, honestly, that's that's saying a lot um, to say that I'm actually excited about something uh, from the WWE. Um, honestly, we'll get into this a little bit more down the line, but yep. uh, there are some things within the WWE that are that are really kind of starting to excite me. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of which, uh, more developments with WWE here, I'll uh, pull up our next graphic here. We're talking uh, changes to the WrestleMania lineup. They, they didn't uh, make a change to one WrestleMania. Well, it wasn't necessarily a change, but they did announce one WrestleMania. Carl, they announced three, which is, this is very, very different. You know, typically, you know, we would know what's going to happen. And then the following years, WrestleMania would be announced during the show. But, uh, you know, they've gone three years ahead here. So uh, for this year's WrestleMania, it has been pushed back to, it is still going to be a two-day show. It is going to be on April 10th and April 11th. You know, typically they've been going to the March time frame for this. And, uh, you know, they've decided to push back for, to, to April I'm assuming so that they can possibly get a bit of an audience here. Uh, some people live in attendance, which is long overdue for the WWE. And then we, we know the location for 2020's, 2022's WrestleMania at the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. That is absolutely a humongous uh, arena. Hopefully by then, you know, we'll have somewhat of a full audience and then yeah. uh, SoFi Stadium which I believe is that new stadium uh, there in Los Angeles and uh, that's supposedly quite the venue are uh, being uh, billed as WrestleMania Hollywood which is uh, yep. you know you could of course have some potential there with uh, celebrities as well so so interesting they, they decided to basically lay out the, the plan for the next three years which is um, surprising I, I didn't uh, see that coming it definitely is surprising, and even the way that they went about everything as well, where they had kind of a uh, uh, news cast type of show that they did with different and with Triple H and Stephanie, and you know the wigs going on and all these different announcements and everything going on. I, I think is for 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 me that's something that I was like, hey, that's kind of well done. I, mm-hmm. I, I really kind of like the direction that they took with that. Um, kind of makes it entertaining, but still is really giving us. WrestleMania and telling us about what's going on and uh, to announce, you know, three years out um, or the next three. Hey, I'm okay with that because that's, that's going to give people time and an opportunity to go, Hey, I want to be in Los Angeles for uh, WrestleMania Hollywood. I need to start putting my money away because if I want to do things properly, I'm going to need about $10,000 so that I get myself front row tickets and I get access and I get hall of fame and I get all the works together type of thing, right? So mm-hmm. um, interesting way to go about it, and I'm kind of glad they did. Uh, quickly here, uh, John, um, this year, stick around. Yeah. Just stick around, okay? Yeah. We're going to get to that. Yes. And uh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us as well. And uh, yeah, um, just as you paraphrased, <laughs> I'm saying the same thing here. Uh, give Pierce a chance. Give Pierce a chance. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully at some point, you know, he does get some type of, uh, maybe not necessarily a title match, but maybe a, a chance to get into the spotlight. Uh, you know, like I said, I am all for that. Um, my argument was just purely in the mindset of trying to, to draw on the new fan. That, that's uh, kind of what I was getting at there. But uh, yeah. uh, you had mentioned something here, Carl, that uh, yeah. kind of briefly uh, off the... Um, the, the path of our run here. You'd mentioned the, the Hall of Fame. Are, are we going to get that this year? Because we did not get that last year. 
talks right now are yes yes we definitely will be getting a hall of fame interesting um we're not necessarily going to be getting any new names but they're going to be the names from uh 2020 they were supposed to go in so we're looking like uh uh, you know, the, the Batista and, and the Bella Twins and, and like the names that have already been announced are the ones that are supposed to be continuing to go on into without new names. Mm-hmm. Um, British Bulldog, uh, another one of the names that uh, definitely is deserving. Long overdue, long overdue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm happy about that. Um Unfortunately, it just seems like a paper type of uh, Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. There's no actual building, no actual, like, yeah, it's, it, yeah, whatever. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's I'm, I'm okay with it because they're at least giving recognition yep. for the contributions to the business. For sure, for sure. Yep, I'll, I'll be excited to see it. And like I said, you know, the, the Hall of Fame for the longest time was one of my favorite uh, uh, parts of WrestleMania weekend. You know, some of... Some of the more interesting and kind of oddball things could kind of happen to. I mean, my mind immediately goes back. Uh, I know this one still stands out for you, Carl. Uh, Mr. T's Hall of Fame accept- um, acceptance speech. I mean, it's the stuff of legend, right? Um, you know, to have Kane come out and say, hey, you know what? Your time is up, man. It's uh, time to get off the stage so we get on to the rest of the show Just here. Just thanking everybody and his mom. Oh, man. That, that uh, still stands out as uh, absolutely insane. Uh, let us shift over from, uh, away from uh, WWE for a minute. I know uh, John is uh, anxiously waiting to hear some of our Royal Rumble predictions, but first I want to get to something a little bit different, uh, almost kind of uh, outside of my comfort zone a little bit here. You know, we haven't talked much about this company, let alone break down uh, the majority of our entire show here. And we are talking about Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill that happened okay. this past Saturday. Um, initial impressions, uh, Carl, before we kind of uh, delve into the details, what did you think of the show uh, as a whole? What did you think of the show as a whole, Carl? Uh, the show as a whole, I thought was was good. Um, I mean, definitely it was. I mean, they they were able to bring in professional wrestling, mm-hmm. but they were also to do some entertainment in mm-hmm. there as well. Um, the Karate Man. We'll get okay, to that. We'll so get to that, that was one. that was a little hokey. We'll it definitely was, but it was entertaining at mm-hmm. minimum. Right. For sure. So, I mean, they, they definitely were able to kind of bring uh, a whole bunch of things together into one, um, culminating into uh, a great main event matchup. Um, there are people that I've seen on social media that have gone uh, and said that, you know, they, they kind of left impact and and whatever and left it off to the side but they yep. for some reason they gave hard to kill a chance and wow were they surprised at the level of professionalism going on within the business yeah that's why i aptly named today uh pro wrestling is alive and well because for sure. that definitely is showing us that uh it is still around it is still kicking it is still uh taking names chewing bubble gum and kicking ass <laughs> yeah for sure uh, just uh, my thoughts kind of in general before we get into some of the matches here uh, they did they did a fantastic job for about 98 percent uh of what uh, they did there i do have a bit of a critique but we will get to that uh, but uh, i agree uh, the majority of this was just some good uh, nonsense, no, sorry, no nonsense, not nonsense professional. I don't like watching nonsense professional <laughs> right. wrestling, but uh, some good, um, no nonsense professional wrestling here. So let's break down some of the matches here. Uh, first up, we have Decay, which is a uh, Rosemary and Crazy Steve versus Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K. Uh, my first actually exposure to watching him uh, was interesting, and uh, my biggest takeaway from this match here, Carl. Uh, Rosemary, always fantastic in the ring as usual. And 
the other half, her her tag team partner in this match here, Carl, is, is a man that I've always been very fascinated with and somebody that at some point, actually speaking to our friend Mr. Spencer, love at some point, uh, if an interview can be set up, I definitely want to be in on that. For the sole reason here, Carl, the fact that Steve is legally blind and is able to wrestle in yep. the ring, that the, the whole concept of that I find so intriguing. And I would love to pick that man's brain to figure out how he is able to do this. Right? That is a huge accomplishment. I've, I've never understood how he's able to do that. And, and he, he works in that ring and makes it look better than people who have 2020 vision. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know I either. I don't get that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but whether he just has that tremendous feel or what, I mean, but he's, so, he's so smooth in there too. And it, it, it's, it's always intrigued me about uh, uh, Mr. Crazy Steve, whether, uh, you know, like you said, you know, he works better than some sighted people, which. That's uh, right. <laughs> again, I'd love to talk to the guy, but uh, I thought a, a great uh, match. And, uh, you know, especially um, uh, seeing uh, Decay in there again, I thought that was uh, pretty cool. And uh, I've always oh, yeah. been a big fan of Rosemary too. And, co- and of course, Steve, you know, fellow Canadian, so I can't not root for the guy. That's right. If you ever want to see anything from Caleb with a K, um, it's Caleb Connolly mm. is who that is. That's so right. go ahead and, uh, and and look him up. Um, great worker in the ring. He definitely is. And uh, this whole thing that they have going on with him and uh, Tennille, I'm cool with it. I think it kind of works. Uh, Tennille has always kind of had that, uh, uh, that type of a... Uh, personality aura around her. So to have somebody that's, you know, handling her social media and taking those photos for her and being that type of person, I'm totally cool with that. Happy with everything. This matchup was great. I, I was happy with it. Yeah, for sure. I thought they did a great job in there. Uh, next up, we had uh, Violent by Design, which is, of course, Eric Young, Joe uh, Daring, who has uh, done quite a bit in uh, in New Japan, for those who uh, are in the, the Japanese wrestling scene, for those uh, who aren't aware. And Mr. Cody Diener, who was actually just uh, recently on an interview with uh, Mr. Spencer Love over at Love Wrestling, uh, taking on Cousin Jake, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer in an old-school rules six-man tag match. This was I enjoyed this one here, Carl. It it, uh, it it was good. It was hard hitting, and it didn't overstay its welcome either, which uh, I, I greatly appreciate. That's exactly my sentiment as well. It was uh, it was it was hard hitting. It was good. Everything was was fantastic. I loved uh, for a little bit. They were doing the uh, the three way camera mm-hmm. or the uh, the three cameras and uh, the three screens on on your television set. That was fantastic. I enjoyed seeing that so that we yep. could actually see all the action that was going on. Fantastic. And you're right. Yep. It didn't overstay its welcome. They kind of got in there. Did some amazing hard-hitting stuff, uh, really good things, uh, thumbtacks being used, fantastic, love it, and then, no. like, it was done, and, and they didn't overstay every, anything, they didn't go too overboard, um, uh, seeing Joe Deering with that kendo stick and just breaking it over his leg, <laughs> holy jumping, and he's yeah. a big boy, uh, a fantastic worker, so, I mean, the whole dynamic between everything that happened there... Great, great, and and I'm glad that that like you watched this because yep. you're gonna. I know you've been kind of sleeping on Impact for a while, yeah. Uh, so I think that this is this is a, a really good pay per view. You even said yourself in 98 percent you were. So yeah, I mean for sure another fantastic matchup. Yep, um, you know, uh, during I mean that guy is just he is just an intimidating presence in that uh, in that ring along with everybody else. Uh, Cody Diener, I've always been a fan of uh, Eric Young, uh, again too, and the, the thumbtacks. I mean, man, um, I know that there's no real. It's not like he had to stretch to kind of uh, sell how how painful that was. I mean, you're landing on thumbtacks, right? So, but I mean, uh, that was believable. I, I could feel his pain come through the screen to me sitting on the couch. So uh, it was quite something to see, and I definitely appreciated uh, that oh, match. Yes. It was it was uh, it was cool to see. Uh, next up, we had Kira Hogan and uh, Tasha Steeles defeating Havoc and Nevaeh for the Women's uh, Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship, which they brought back. Yeah, I mean. This could have gone either way. It yep. really could have. I mean, you've got the two powerhouses uh, inside <laughs> of that ring with Havoc and Nevaeh, right? And then you've got the uh, uh, the kind of more upbeat, spunky um, hood girls 
Yeah. I guess that's the, the, the nicer way to say things. Yep, uh, they're girls statement. from the hood, right? And yep. they got that whole sass going on. And, uh, I mean, it really, it could have gone to either one of those two teams, and, and it would have been believable. And yep. that's what I liked about this, is that even though uh, the two smaller girls, uh, you know, kind of won, it was believable it wasn't like just bullshit uh uh you know a roll up and oh you know rolled her up and she won oh yeah out of nowhere like there was actual good little bit of chemistry going on between and back and forth culminating to a pinfall yeah it was good because i enjoyed this because it was trying to think of the, the right way to say this here we didn't have the little wrestlers doing stuff to the big wrestlers that that to the point where you have to really suspend your disbelief where we didn't have like big suplexes and stuff like that uh, to where it's just, you look at it and you go, okay, this is just like a, this is like a comic book at this point. So, you know, it was kept in the realm of reality, which I appreciated. Yes. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, at some point you would think to, to kind of do a long-term story. I think, you know, the, the powerhouses have got to kind of destroy them. And then, you know, th- then you have the opportunity for them to kind of, you know, possibly retake those titles. So I'm hoping a little go that way. Cause I mean, typically you would maybe have like the, the bad guys or the, the bad girls in this case, the powerhouses win and, and, you know, the underdogs then try and claw their way back to win the titles. But, uh, but yeah, um, I, I enjoyed this match and, um, I mean, it wasn't anything like out of this world spectacular, uh, but I mean, it was definitely one thing I, I will say, uh, I love the way that the show was booked. This is booked like, like mighty Joe likes his wrestling shows booked. You know, we start off fairly small and then we work to our main event uh, that I got to give impact tremendous props for. And, uh, this match uh, was perfectly placed on this card. I, I agree. I yep. definitely agree. Yeah. Next up, we had a bit of an interesting one here. Uh, um, kind of out of nowhere, we had uh, Ace Austin and uh, Sawyer Fulton, or Madman Fulton, as he's known in Impact now, uh, taking on a debuting Matt Cardona. Um, this was interesting. It was interesting. Um, and Stryker really, really putting Cardona over as a big, big star, which, uh, I mean... <sighs> I don't want to speak negative about it, but uh, you could tell like he was almost like trying maybe a little too hard. I mean, obviously, you know, he's a former WWE guy, so you could, you could call him a star, but I thought maybe he went a little kind of over the top in that, but it was still good. Uh, he made a, a good uh, debut there. So, uh, again, props, sir. I think so as well. I was I was very happy with uh, with that. Um, was I shocked? Yeah, I definitely was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good surprise. So I was I was happy with that. Uh all around, I mean, it, okay, it was typical Zack Ryder. It was. That's what it was. Yep. Right? I mean, it definitely was. You could yep. definitely see that. Uh, still kind of the same uh, The same outfit coming out there, right? Just did a little change up in the... Uh, uh, in in the lettering on the on the 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 clothing whatever yeah. right but it was it was Zack Ryder and I was always a Zack Ryder fan so okay. I was happy with this yeah. for sure uh, and then next up we had um, this one was a bit of a I won't I won't say that you know, this was a bad match but I thought you know this was kind of almost kind of like my break kind of match here that this type match just didn't really resonate with me very much not that not that it was bad by any means but we had Manic which of course is um, um, Mr. TJP uh, actually uh, versus Chris Bay and uh, I'm going to butcher his name but I will attempt to say it Mr. Rohit Raju uh, for that Impact Division uh, Championship um, when I see this match here Carl and I see it being developed as the uh, you know the X Division uh, this doesn't feel like the X Division anymore to me I, I won't t- not to not, not to put it down, but I mean th- this division isn't anywhere near what it used to be when we especially when we look at last week talking on Turnbuckle Rewind with Mr. Christopher Dales and AJ Styles. That's where I think when it comes to X Division, you know, and Ultimate X, this just feels kind of like it's it just it's not what it used to be to put it, to put it mildly. Yeah, I mean you, you're right. It it just did not feel like X Division at all. Um, you, you were, you did good with, uh, with, with the name there. Um, it's, I tried, uh, Rohit, 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 Raju. I apologize. Yeah. Um, you, you were close. You were Rohit, uh, but yeah, close Rohit, Raju, um, kind of bringing back the, the, the manic character. Um, did you, uh, did you watch the actual little preview 
that they did to show who Manic is or, or why I'm, or how all of that came to be? I think uh, I think I had gotten up to go to snack at that point, so I may have kind of missed uh, that portion. Okay, of so I'll, I'll just I'll fill you in super quick, yeah. and anybody else that's uh, that's watching or listening that uh, doesn't know, so uh, TJP um, pretty much went in there, was going in, and uh, you know kind of lost some matches, whatever, and uh, wasn't in. Uh, title picture uh, but then Manic shows up and then they're doing this whole well you know he's got a mask on but look at those tattoos and, and it's the same person and blah 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 and they just kind of did that whole thing uh, leading up to the matchup and then you know during the match he uh, the mask came off and, and it's you know TJP with face paint on underneath um but yeah i mean this for me as well it just it didn't feel like x division so it, it really i slept on it to be honest yeah well when i think of that angle i don't know why carl but my mind always instantly gets drawn to the mr america thing where it's clearly who you think and you know that it is matt under just a very thin veil I mean, when you think of that, I mean that that, yeah. that could potentially be a topic for for another episode. But uh, I'll always think back. It's like clearly that that's Hogan, but everybody's like trying to sell that it's not. It's just oh, right. It, it's uh, it, at the very least, it uh, provides for some comedy. Yes. Um, so going from that here, Carl, to the uh, the Knockouts uh, Division uh, Championship between Taya Valkyrie and Diana Perrazzo. Uh This was um, I, I enjoyed this match uh, for a women's match. It, it was pretty damn good. I mean, Diana Perrazzo, one of the best in the world. Undeniable. Very much so. Um, I, I was I was very happy with this matchup. Um, uh, just so good, and and I mean, the build up for everything was great with this as well. And I mean, like, yeah, just fantastic. I I, I can't say really anything too bad about it. Um, I mean, there were you know you could see a couple little things, but then again, I'm somebody that intently watches and and sees those things. But um, to a regular fan or somebody watching, they they wouldn't have really you know picked up on on some of those different things. But other than that, like the entire thing was great, and and honestly, um, two of the best in that ring that night. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see a matchup between uh, uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Thunder Rosa. Uh, somebody make that oh, happen, yeah. and uh, I will um, just take my money now uh, for that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next up here, Carl, and uh, to keep in mind here, uh, I am reading these results and everything off of uh, the Wikipedia site uh, for uh, Hard to Kill here. Sure. And next up, we have, uh, I'm going to read it straight off the page. We have The Karate Man defeating Ethan Page via murder. Um, <laughs> um, I'll let you go first here on this, Carl. I have a feeling that you're going to be much kinder uh, to this, um, whatever this is, than I am going to be. I mean, it was just pure, like, stupid entertainment. That's all it was. Oh, yeah. Um, I, oh, yeah. I, I think that this was supposed to be designed as that piss break match. Um, yeah, I, was it? I don't think so, because people were actually kind of intrigued as to what are they going to do with this mm -hmm. um but it, i honestly it was not that well done no. to be honest with you the yeah. stupid green screens that were there and um trying to line up and match up uh, all the different uh moves that that happened the punches and the kicking and stuff like that and then um uh, why they say one by murder is because they found like a plastic heart from spirit Halloween store, uh, covered it in red bloody ooze. And yeah, I mean, not good, not no. terrible, no. but just cheap D rate entertainment. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great way to put it. And uh, you know, for those who are already not in, though, Mr. Ethan Page is actually um, he's done with Impact Wrestling. Uh, I have a feeling that like this probably took place before 
Um, I don't know about the whole timeline because I, I, I imagine I think that this was actually taped and then and then shown. I uh, don't believe. Well, I, I'm not sure if this was actually live or not. Uh, I think his segment was pre-taped, so I'm I'm a little uncertain. But uh, I mean, nonetheless, he is uh, he's done with Impact Wrestling and uh, was extremely unhappy with the way that this segment was put together and uh, claiming that the company essentially lied to him about what that uh, was going to uh, end up being. So uh, yeah, Mr. Ethan Page, um, his feature is up in the air here, Carl. Just briefly before yep. we get to the next match here, where do you think Mr. Page goes? Uh, because, I mean, he is uh, he's a very talented uh, dude in professional wrestling. I, I don't even want to speculate. Yeah. I, I really don't. I mean, if, you, if you're if you twisting my arm, ring of honor. That's, mm. that's where I, I would suspect. Yeah, that'd be very cool. I would uh, definitely uh, be in uh, for that one. Uh, next up we had, this one is a doozy here, Carl. Uh, we're talking the barbed wire massacre match between Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. Um, this is such a great rivalry, uh, not just in impact wrestling, but uh, in professional wrestling in general. Uh, these guys are absolutely amazing together. <laughs> they definitely are. I mean, they have... Uh Quickly there, John says uh, AEW. Hmm. For, so uh, that's that's where he could go, page. AEW. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the the two of them continuously back and forth, this rivalry and battle that they have going on has been off the chain, like just oh. super freaking good. I've been excited for it the entire time and leading up and coming up to this I mean, it's it, they've done like some some pretty hardcore stuff before, yeah. but this year, poof, yeah, happy. Yeah, there are some scary uh, uh, spots in this match, but uh, you know, thankfully both gentlemen are out of this in one piece each, and uh, you know Eddie Edwards getting the win. And uh, I like this. It's been a while since I've actually seen an Eddie Edwards match, and uh, I like the, the look kind of that he has going there. So it's uh, right. you can tell that Sammy's been uh, <laughs> kind of rubbing off on him, and uh, <laughs> yeah, literally and figuratively at this point. So next up here, Carl, for the main event for the evening, we had a six-man tag team matchup. Um, Basically, well, here we go. We got Rich Swan, Chris Saban, and Moose uh, versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, which, of course, is Doug Gallows and Carl Anderson. Uh, this is actually the longest match for the evening as well, just going over 20 minutes. Um, this was um, this, this was interesting. I, I enjoyed this match. It's uh, almost kind of playing on this kind of invasion-type angle, but not really, you know, given that the Good Brothers are in there. But uh Fantastic stuff, man! It's uh, I enjoyed the hell out of this. Uh, they they did a great job in there, and you know Kenny did a good job, and not kind of uh, necessarily overshadowing too much everybody else either. Exactly. That's that was going to be my point. Is that yep. uh, you know it wasn't just a Kenny Omega show. Um, yep. it, it really was an allowance of everything. Um, John, I did not forget about your comment. <laughs> I waited for this uh, for this time here. Um, so I'm going to put this up here right now. Uh, John says that he thought Hard to Kill was 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 good. Uh, and he says the Elite is back, mm. not the Bullet Club. Um, for those of you that aren't understanding that, they, they were pretty much wearing Bullet Club attire uh, coming out to the ring. And uh, with Kenny Omega having on the, uh, the orange pumpkin... Uh, um, uh, bullet club uh shirt and stuff on which fantastic like i i love that if they're if they want to do a bullet club um america or something like that i'm cool with that and and especially to have uh those names in there they're they're i mean they're pretty much synonymous with uh with yep. the bullet club um but where john says <laughs> the elite is back i kind of like that a little bit better because it gives them kind of their own identity as opposed to uh, Bullet Club, which is more of a, a, a Japan, a New Japan thing, right? So, um, if if that's the case, and John is right, and the Elite is back, I'm happy with that. That definitely plays into the angle here because you know Tomatonga has essentially said, you know, because he's noticed this going on, obviously because uh, you know Tomatonga pays attention to what happens over here. He's like that. That's not the Bullet Club. Those are those bitch ass uh, elite guys over there in North America, right? I, right? He says something similar along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm probably saying a little bit more PG than than uh, Mr. Tomatonga did, but uh, oh yeah. But yeah, uh, that's just all setting up seeds for a larger kind of storytelling. You know, for those wondering, um, we we actually have, and I mentioned 
this uh, actually uh, yesterday on the Sunday brunch with the Love Wrestling guys is that uh, this is more than just a partnership between AEW and Impact Wrestling here, Carl. New Japan is also involved in this as well. If we go back to that X Division match, uh, I believe it is Mr. Uh, Chris Bay, if I'm not mistaken, uh, actually had uh, competed in the, the Super J Cup. Right, yes. so New Japan is involved in this as well, which makes this whole partnership even more interesting, Carl. <laughs> oh yes. So. Oh yes. I mean, uh, okay. I'm going to throw this out here. You and I have talked about this on previous episodes. I, I, I'm pretty sure back in in uh, the the uh, early, um, you know, '90s episodes to the 100 <laughs> episodes, we we had talked about yep. uh, coming together of companies to not necessarily take on the WWE, but to more so compete with and give a good product, which people have been looking for. Yep. And I think we're, we're finally starting to see that. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy about that. Oh, am I happy mm. about this? Yep. And I'm happy too, that so far, because AEW, AE, sorry, AEW on themselves, they've been really kind of poking and prodding at the WWE a lot. But, but in, the, in this partnership, they've managed to kind of um, do their own kind of thing without that um, mindset, which I really appreciate too. You know, they're not looking to, to poke and prod the old man over in the other three letters. They, they're looking to do their own thing and put their own stamp on the scene. So I like, I like yeah. that approach better than... Uh, than um, the opposite. So, yeah, really, really interested. I mean, all the dream matchups and scenarios that can happen um, really intrigue me. Me as well. Definitely it does. Uh, there is a plethora of opportunities that they have to uh, be able to do stuff with this. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. Absolutely. All right, before we get to, because um, John wanted us to talk about, and, and interestingly, we had it set up as a topic, some uh, early Royal Rumble productions. But first, we're going to take a quick break here and uh, hear from our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. Alright guys, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk. And of course, as you saw from our friends over at ColinElbowBrand.com, they have a tremendous amount of fantastic uh, merchandise there. Uh, and if you use promo code JK Podcast at the checkout, you can get 10% off all your purchase. So you can see Carl, as usual, is wearing his Collar Noble hat. I'm actually wearing my uh, my Collar Noble mirror, mirror tee uh, today as well. So, uh, yeah, make sure and check them out. I mean, just all kinds of great stuff. You know, we'd mentioned, you know, the Good Brothers and Impact. You know, they have merchandise over there as well as uh, some other stuff. And, of course, you saw the, the Shad Gaspard uh, shirt, of course, is still there. And a yes. good portion of um, the, uh, the proceeds from that do uh, still go towards his family, which is... Uh, uh, I, I can't, um, you know, I'm always going to mention that as long as that shirt is there. It's, it's a great cause and absolutely fantastic that it's being done. And I, I just want to quickly mention that uh, it isn't just Shad that they've done this for. Uh, they've done it for uh, Road Warrior as well. Um, they've done it for uh, John Huber, Brody Lee, uh, Luke Harper, however you refer to him as. Um, so it... Al Snow owns this company, as you saw in that commercial. He started this brand, and it's not just for him to sit there and make a whole bunch of money. 
He's done this to give back to the community that helped build him, essentially. And it's it's just it's fantastic. And I love that Al has done that. And uh, even even for us, brought us on as the first sponsored collar and elbow branded podcast. Um, very happy about that as well. They they've taken a chance on us. Um, and I will say that every time that you go to collar and elbow brand, not only are you supporting Al Snow. Not only are you supporting uh, those wrestlers that he helps out as well, but you're also supporting us. We do get a bit of a kickback, which does help pay for all the things that you see, whether it's mics, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, StreamYard, uh, Podbean, you know, all of this different stuff, everything that's needed. Uh, I've been running with this, my Mighty Joe's running with his mic uh, for years now, and uh, they're, they're fantastic. Everything is good. Uh, but those little things that you do to help support the small business in turn comes back and helps us as well. So uh, for everyone that has purchased, we appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. All right, Carl, let us shift back over to WWE and the Royal Rumble to talk about uh, some early predictions here. Of course, this is uh, set to happen on the very last day of January uh, on Sunday, uh, streaming live, of course, on the WWE Network. I don't know why I'm giving the plug. They don't pay us for any of that, but uh, <laughs> uh, just reading off the, the graphic here. Um, what do you think, man? Um, uh, John's saying I miss Burley. We all miss Burley Lee, brother. We really do. Yeah. Um, never had a chance to talk to him, unfortunately. Um, but uh, what do you think? Uh, on the, the men's and the women's Royal Rumble here, how do you see these kind of playing? I, I, you know, I think going few, back a few weeks, we had kind of given some early predictions. But, I mean, things have kind of changed and altered uh, over the last little while here. Um, how do you see these kind of unfolding? I, I still stand by what I said. I mean, I could see it Daniel Bryan, um, oh. or I could see what I would like to see is Otis. Uh, still, I would, uh, you know, they, they gave Otis that, that money in the bank and everything was right there for him. The guy can be main event. He does have that comedy and stuff to him, but he can be main event. Let him show people what he can do. Please just give him a chance. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to see Otis, uh, still take that, uh, Royal Rumble and go on to WrestleMania with no interruptions, I mm-hmm. uh, know anyone coming and saying, you know, I'll wrestle you for that position or whatever. Like, I don't want to see that at all. I just want to see Otis go on and, and, and it, clearly he's going to lose. Definitely. We do, We all know that we all know it, but I mean, I think that this would be a great opportunity. I, I still want to see Otis uh, on the men's side of things on the women's side of things. I think we're, we're still, you know, going to be sticking with, uh, with just the main four, um, although I, I could see maybe a Lacey Evans, I would love to see finally a Natalia. That's my, you know, how, what I would like to see, but I think it's going to be, you know, probably still within just the main four. For sure. Um, f- for me, for the, the men's aspect of things, uh, I'll, I'll stand by my original uh, pick, uh, which I, I believe uh, was my actual pick, maybe not my dark horse pick. But um, I, I think Mr. Uh, Bro- I think Brock's going to come back and he's going to clean house and win the Royal Rumble to, uh, to find a way to get into WrestleMania. And on the women's side of things, uh, I'll actually um, agree with, um, with uh, John's pick here. I think that uh, Bianca Belair would be a great uh, choice to win uh, the Royal Rumble, you know, just to, you know, give somebody else a, a chance in there because, you know, Sasha Bailey and uh, Charlotte, you know, they, they get the majority of the spotlight. And I think that uh, Bianca is uh, uh, more than uh, earned her, uh, her spot to be up in that higher echelon. So I would love to see her in that, in that role. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Not much more to say about that. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Cause I, re- I really enjoyed her NXT work, you know, in those early days with the, with the hair thing, I, it didn't quite dawn on me or it, it kind of went maybe not over my head, but kind of like under my knees. But, uh, um, but then I, I started to actually appreciate the athlete and the worker that she was. And she uh, definitely impressed me. So I'm uh, looking forward to see what she can really, really do because I think given the opportunity, she could really, really shine. Yes. All right, man. Um, you want to do some breaking news? Do you have any breaking news that you want to cover? I, I really don't have anything. Okay. I haven't really seen much come up for uh, uh, for any breaking news. I mean, other than the whole thing that they did uh, for WrestleMania, um, yeah. that was really the the the, the biggest thing that yeah. 
that came out of uh, this week. Um, unless we want to talk about maybe uh, quickly for a second, um, just giving a shout out to Betty White who turned 99 yesterday. Um, wow. The girl is still going, still kicking. I love Betty White. Uh, she is the ultimate golden girl. Happy birthday, Betty White. Uh, there we go. There's our breaking news. An interesting thing. I, I can't remember. I saw it today. I, I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was on Google or whether it was on Facebook or, or wherever, but it said that the, the date uh, for when sliced bread came out and then she, uh, she came out afterwards that. So she, the, the, I believe that the statement was actually that Betty White was the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, was that something that you posted? I didn't post that, okay. but it's, I saw um, it somewhere. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it was, um, sliced bread is the best thing since Betty White or something like that. I, I yeah, I can't remember, but Ed, Bet, Betty White is older than sliced bread. Okay. That's, that's, that was the whole gist of everything. Gotcha. So I Betty White is better than sliced bread. Gotcha. Gotcha. So <laughs> I would agree, man. She's uh, still going strong and uh, pretty incredible and universally, uh, I think loved, uh, loved by everybody. Um, I guess the, the only other thing that um, I would want to talk about is, uh, I'm looking to to pull this up here. Um, I'm looking here to see, uh, you know, given everything that's kind of going on and that um, his friends are making a big impact, pun kind of intended there, but uh, do you think that Adam Cole stays in the WWE or does he uh, have a a hankering to get back with his Bullet Club uh, buddies? I, I think he stays. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, he's he's got the the whole faction and everything going on, um, right? The undisputed era. That's that's you know, it's still it's still there. It's still relevant. Oh, yeah. So I yeah, I think that he he definitely he stays. Um, when contract comes up, I think he's probably going to talk to to the other uh, members of Undisputed Era and be like, hey guys, like, what are your plans? Mm-hmm. Type of thing, right? And because uh, they they continue to give them each. Um, you know, singles runs, uh, but still keep them together and still have the whole faction and everything going on. So it's, I think it's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think it's good in, in, in that aspect. John's asking, you guys going to watch Raw tonight? I'll answer that uh, for myself here, John. Um, I will have it PVR'd uh, because I work tonight. And I have been, I worked last night until seven o'clock in the morning. I was up early. I went out for my, for a walk. I came home, I'm doing this and I need to catch uh, a nap and something to eat before I go back into work tonight for the graveyard. So, but I, I will definitely be watching it at some point. Um, just PVR'd. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I want to kind of mention here, uh, in, uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it kind of interested me here. Um, I want to talk briefly about an interaction involving Mr. Jim Cornette. I typically don't like to to talk about Mr. Cornette because it tends to get pretty R-rated. But I thought this was really kind of uh, interesting to say at least because um, regarding him and FTR, which of course was formerly the revival in the WWE, he was always pretty uh, fond of, of these gentlemen. And um, this is coming from Mr. Cornette's uh, Twitter feed here and regarding their uh, FTR's match with the Jurassic Express, most recently on AW Dynamite. And this is what Mr. Jim Cornette had to say. Uh, this didn't age well. If you're going to do high school cheerleading routines with a circus sideshow attraction instead of what you promised to do and embarrass yourself on national TV in the process, don't invoke my name before you do it. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Jim Cornette. <laughs> I plead the fifth. You're right. I, just, I, say, I say nothing. Oh, boy. Um, hey, it gives us something to talk about, and it, uh, I, I guess, provides some <laughs> entertainment to, to those uh, wanting it. But uh, uh, what a doozy. What a doozy. All right, man. Let us, um, you know what? Let us take a brief break here and hear from our friends over at thechairshot.com, and then we'll come back with our showstopper segment for this week. TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Correction. 
before we get to our showstopper segment, Carl, I almost forgot one of our more popular segments for this week. We've got to get to our match of the week. I was literally watching the commercial for our friends at thechairshot.com. I was like, oh, crap. I almost forgot match of the week. I can't. We can't right? skip that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let you go first here, Carl. What was your favorite uh, match uh, in professional wrestling in this past week? I, I'm going to really shock you. Okay. And, and, and I'm going to say I think you're sleeping on this. Okay. Okay. SmackDown has been getting really good. I'm really starting to enjoy stuff from SmackDown. Interesting. Okay. Um... Was it the greatest match of the week? No, but everyone's match of the week is going to be from this pay-per-view. They just happened and everything about Kenny Omega and everything about, you know, that that's what everyone is talking about. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Natalia and Liv Morgan. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. O M G. Wow. Like that's, Natalia has always been a great person inside of that ring. Liv Morgan has really come into things for herself inside that ring. The matchup between the two of them, I honestly thoroughly enjoyed. I sat there and I watched it. And I I literally just sat there watching it which isn't something that really happens very often uh, lately when it comes to the WWE product. It'll be on. I'll be hearing it. I'll kind of, you know, hear, you know, a uh, big reaction. So then I'll kind of look up and, you know, because it's PVR, I'll rewind and then watch to see what this big reaction was for. But this match kept me right there. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, cool, man. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll be the last to, to criticize you just because it's a WWE match. I mean, if you enjoyed it and um, you, you get what you want out of it, I am all for it, uh, even if it does happen to be from uh, uh, the WWE. So, uh, so yeah, um, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's fine by me. Um, I, I was going to kind of like hit around and say that my favorite match of the week was like, a, you know, like Invisible Stand versus Invisible uh, whatever, but uh, I won't go that angle just because I know that uh, it'll probably piss some people off. But uh Mine is actually going to be coming, um, well, you had uh, already kind of uh, hinted at there. Mine actually is coming from Impact, Hard to Kill. And I can't remember actually the last time that I picked an Impact match to be my match of the week. But uh, I'm talking about the the barbed wire massacre match between Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. Man, um, I can't not pick that match. Those two guys knocked it out of the park. Um, Hardcore matches can be kind of hit and miss with me uh, because sometimes they go a little over the top. But, I mean, the, the, the way these two guys... Are able to do it in the psychology in the ring while they're doing it. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, both guys are, are money, in my opinion. Definitely. And get this. <clears throat> okay. Hard to Kill mm. had essentially two hardcore matches yep. on the show. Yep. And it wasn't overboard. Yep. It was just right. I agree. Fantastic. Right. Whoever, whatever... However, don't care. Impact Wrestling, please continue what you're doing because this is fantastic right now. Because of this pay-per-view, I have been seeing lots of people, and this is why I named the episode what I did. I have been seeing a lot of people posting that pro wrestling is not dead Mm -hmm. or pro wrestling is alive and well. Home run. Yeah. Home frickin' run. And especially, like you like you said, this matchup was not overboard, but it was just right. Yeah. That porridge just tasted perfect. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was just right. And to have two matches, hardcore. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and it wasn't overboard. Yep. And, uh, you know... Impact has really, really been, I think, the biz- biggest benefactor out of this partnership, uh, you know, with AEW and a little less extent uh, with um, with New Japan. So yeah, they, they've. Yeah. I'd be really curious to know what the the buy rates or you know what the viewership numbers were like for this pay per view. I, I bet you that they were probably significant. So probably, um, you know what? I think we'll have to uh, maybe wait for those to come out. But uh, uh, if you want a quick answer to that, uh, we might have to get a hold of one of our friends. Uh, that's uh, a numbers person who yep. might be able to to, to tell you. But um, 
Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what the what the buy rate is. Um, not only just the initial buy rate, but afterwards as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Let us get to our final segment uh, for this episode, our showstopper segment. All right, guys, for our showstopper segment this week, I don't know about you, Carl, but I get asked this question on a very regular basis. You know, you and I and you know, and our colleagues over at the HTM uh, network and uh, at, uh, <clears throat> at Love Wrestling and, and so on. I mean, um, you know, we're, we're privy to a lot of kind of the, the behind the scenes and, uh, you know, and what kind of goes on um, in professional wrestling. And friends and other viewers and watchers of professional wrestling and casual fans ask me all the time because Joe, you have insider information. Does it ruin your ability to sit down and enjoy a wrestling match? Uh, it's a great question, Carl. It definitely is. It's, it's one that I'm asked sometimes it's not, uh, it's not really a, uh, a focal a uh, question that really comes up when uh, when people ask me about the podcast, um, but definitely it has come up, and uh, yeah, it's a very very interesting question, and I've I've never really given much thought to it um, until uh, you had kind of uh, put that out there as as going to be our showstopper. So then I kind of had to sit back and, mm-hmm. and and think about it for a little bit. Uh, for my you know, traditionally, I would uh, throw this over to you to get your uh, your take on it first. But I, I think I'll uh, go first uh, this week, and I can see why people would think that you know because we know more than kind of the average person out there when it comes to professional wrestling. That yeah, you know, it, it would ruin our ability to enjoy a match. You know, given that we you know we may already know the result, or you know, we know a lot of. You know what goes into executing the moves and uh, the match itself and whatnot. For me, that isn't the case. You know, knowing all that stuff, it, what it does actually for me is it actually gives me a greater appreciation because I know what, what's involved to execute these matches. You know, whether like I said, the moves, the booking, uh, the match itself, the production aspect of things. It it just it, it um, makes the experience even greater for me knowing that just all that kind of goes into to doing this and just a, a newfound respect for, like I said, the workers in the ring, the production people, the people booking, um, everybody behind the scenes involved, setting up the, the ring itself and setting up all the, uh, the lights and all, all that other production aspect as well. Um, it just gives me a great appreciation. It doesn't take away from it at all, you know, and, and even in that same kind of vein, going back and watching matches that I've, watched several, several times, I can still go back and still enjoy a match, even though I know how it's going to play out and what the result is going to be. I still get the same enjoyment out of it every single time. If it's a match that I really, really like, that's how it, for me, that's how it goes. Uh, Honestly, same for me. I mean, um, people know that I, that I was in the ring for a little bit of time. Um, I mean, for me, having that insider knowledge really doesn't uh, take away from a- any matchup for me. It, it, in fact, it kind of makes me a little bit more keen and intent on on actually watching and seeing how uh, you know things have, have maybe evolved over the years uh, from when I wrestled to how they're doing it now and, and, and seeing just even subtle little changes in different moves that are that are being done and how things are being portrayed on screen and it's it's really it's very different it definitely is very very different from when i worked inside of a ring to today uh today it's it's more about focusing on that camera right within the wwe anyways uh whereas it wasn't before so yeah i mean but having that insider knowledge kind of maybe um knowing not necessarily how things are done uh but even knowing how things are going to go, right? There are times where, um, you know, I kind of see things that, uh, for, for matches on shows that are, that are going to happen, uh, before they're even put out there as clickbait. Right. So, I mean, like there's, there's those types of things and, and, and I kind of see it and, and I'm kind of like, all right, you know what, this might actually be interesting taking the knowledge that I've got from it yeah. and going back and going, okay, so yeah, so oh, that all works out. <laughs> okay. This could be interesting. And now I want to watch it yeah. 
to see how it plays out and how it unfolds and then criticizing it as we do on the podcast mm-hmm. to see, you know, yeah. if it worked out how we wanted it to or not. Uh, but yeah, like that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. I, I, I don't feel that it takes away at all for me anyways. For, for mine, I will add a bit of an asterisk though. It, it's not really that it takes away from my enjoyment, but I will say when I watch professional wrestling, regardless of what company promotion wrestlers, what have you, when, a mistake happens, like whether it be uh, in the actual the actual wrestling in the match or, or some production aspect. For most people, it might be something that they just kind of don't really kind of notice or just uh, kind of goes, uh, uh, they just don't pick up on it. That kind of stuff for somebody like me stands out like a porcupine in a nudist colony. That's the expression I'll use. Uh, it, like it, it's really, really noticeable. That that's that's my only asterisk with my opinion on uh, on knowing more is that when something stands out, like it's something that shouldn't be there, I really, really notice it. Especially, I mean, for those who view our program or listen to our program on a regular basis, you guys already know this. Yeah, no, I, I totally <laughs> get that. Totally yeah. get that. So yeah, um, again though. Um, having the insider knowledge at the end of the day in the big scope of things does not affect my enjoyment of professional. As long as the wrestling is good and executed in a good way, I enjoy it. Uh, if it's executed in a piss poor way, I will be one of the first people to criticize it. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understandable. All right, man. Well, I guess that about wraps it up here for another week. Uh, thanks for um, our, our viewers uh, watching and uh, those uh, and John being active in the chat there. We always appreciate that. And uh, before we do head out, though, Carl, uh, any uh, shout-outs or plugs you want to get out there before we head out for today? Always, we need to plug our stuff uh, at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are on YouTube as well. Just search out Turnbuckle Talk and look for that logo that you see right now up in that corner. Uh, the black and white uh, Bullet Club inspired logo. Look for that on YouTube and uh, like, share, subscribe on there. Click that notification bell as well. That will alert you to every time that we actually have uh, it on YouTube. Um, so yeah, just just simply uh, make sure that you're following us on those social medias as well. And our friends over at fnxfit.com uh phoenix if you're looking for supplements whether it be uh, protein powder super greens uh, a morning shake uh cricket powder uh testosterone uh yeah cricket powder they do have that as well um go and check out our friends at fnxfit.com while you're there use promo code tbtalkpod and you're actually going to get yourself 15 percent off the entire purchase uh crazy uh unheard of most places only offer a 10 or a 5 you guys are going to get 15 percent off when you use promo code tbtalkpod over at fnxfit.com and again thank you to collarandelbowbrand.com yeah 10 percent off there when you use promo code jk podcast go and check them out Yes, absolutely. And uh, the last thing I want to get there before we go, uh, on another show on Turbuckle Rewind coming up this Thursday uh, on on Podbean and on YouTube with our friends over at Love Wrestling. On Turbuckle Rewind this week, we will be talking about one of my favorite professional wrestling matches from this past decade. We're going back to 2016's NXT TakeOver Dallas to talk about Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Dude, I can't wait. That's going to be a phone to talk about, and um, I'm sure our viewers will and listeners will enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure they will as well. Uh, Just so that everybody knows, that is over on the Love Wrestling brand. Uh, Follow them as well over on Facebook. That's probably going to be the easiest. That's where a lot of this stuff is going on to right now is the Facebook platform. Uh, So follow Love Wrestling over there. Uh, And yeah, we're just doing audio for that right now. Um, So yeah, like go and check that out as well. That comes out, as Mighty Joe said, Thursdays. Don't forget, if you want the audio for our Turnbuckle Talk, that drops Tuesdays, anytime on Tuesday, when 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 it's able to be uh, thrown out there for everybody. Um, yeah, make sure that you go and follow us over there as well. Um, Podbean, 
I mean, that's where, where it's at for us. And uh, we're, we continue to put it out there. So definitely make sure you go and check that out as well. Every Tuesday is the audio. And as you know, you're watching Mondays. We are live <laughs> with our video casts. John, thank you so much, man. You have been amazing in here today. Yes. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Let them know to come in here on Mondays if they, if they can. I mean, I know it's 3 o'clock. You know, sometimes it's a little hard and difficult. But uh, thank you for the kind words. Absolutely love this. Love you. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. And, and to John and any other viewers out there, uh, whether um, you, if you have a, an idea right now or uh, later in the comments, if you're watching this afterwards, if you have ideas for topics or for even better for showstopper segments that you want Carl and I to do, uh, make sure and throw those in there. And we will definitely make sure to get to those because, dude, we've done, um, I think, almost 200 different turnbuckle talk showstopper segments and i'm not running out of ideas but uh some maybe some new kind of takes or some uh, fresh ideas from some of our listeners would be very much appreciated very much so all right oh, yes all right guys we will see you on the next one have a nice day it's me it's me it's an honor to be the beat as you can tell in the background we are out celebrating that is what we do here at hittingthemarks.com and i'd like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. You can find that all at hittingthebucks.com. Run.